We forgot to say who we are. So I'm Sean. I'm Mike. Today, today, Mike. Today we're watching Power Rangers Dino Thunder, Episode Three, Wave Goodbye. This was directed by Charlie Haskell. It was written by Douglas Sloan, and it originally aired February twenty-first, two thousand and four. I'm very excited to watch this movie. We are getting in to the part of Power Rangers that everybody knows, the Monster of the Week part. You know. <laughs> We got the setup in the last one, and now we're just we're into we're, we're off and running now. Oh boy! <laughs> oh, this ought to be interesting. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I don't remember anything about this episode. Do you? Oh, oh! If you were talking about things I remember, I don't remember anything from this whatsoever. <laughs> okay, cool. So I remembered bits of the first two episodes. Same. But Same. I don't remember anything from this one, so this is going to be something else. Uh, so yeah, go ahead, Mike. Sean, you know what time it is? What time is it? It's time for us to go into the grid. Alright, Sean, let's wave goodbye. <laughs> I mean, come on. We're not leaving just yet, but we gotta talk about this episode at least, right? <laughs> <sighs> Alright, before we even get into the episode, uh, you said you had some stuff about the director, Charlie Haskell? Yes, yes, yes. This episode was directed by Charlie Haskell. Uh, he will direct a lot of episodes of uh, Dino Thunder, so I will talk about him because I think if my information's correct, he actually directed the previous two of Dino, Day, Day of the Dino, so I figure I'd talk about him in the third episode here, because we didn't talk about it last time, so uh, it's always a note to talk about the director here, about Charlie. Uh, of course, since they are filming in New Zealand now, because it was a switch from the United States to New Zealand for this production, he's, he's a New Zealand he's a New Zealand director. Did they switch on this one or Ninja Storm? I thought they switched on Ninja Storm. It, it was... It, Oh, that could be actually. You're right. It was Ninja Storm, probably. Switch the because because Connor's right. a ninja. You're right. You're right. New Zealand actor. You're right. I I think I said that in the first episode. Actually, yes, we mentioned that in the first episode. <laughs> I think that Connor it, is in uh, Ninja Storm. That I don't think we did not. Did we not mention that? No, Storm? no. It's the same character. It's the actor. Yeah, it was the actor. He was in Ninja Storm, which I think, yeah. like I said. I, like I said, we'll talk about when Ninja Storm crosses over with Dino Thunder, and we'll talk about more in detail about that. Anyways, Charlie Haskell in general, uh, since this is the New Zealand production, he's a New Zealand director. Uh, he's been he worked on American shows as a second unit director for Hercules in '93. Um, then he w went to work for Pacific uh, Renaissance Pictures, which led into directing main unit on 32 episodes. Of Young Hercules and Jack of All Trades. Wait. Oh, he did the TV show for Hercules. Yes, and also, if you know the production of these shows, they were produced by Sam Raimi and his company. Really? No way. Yeah, cool. so it leads down even further down the road because after this, he would do Power Rangers, and he'll end up doing a lot of Power Rangers directing for all the shows, but he recently did a three seasons of the Stars Network show Ash vs. Evil Dead as a dual role of second unit director and associate producer. Oh, so he's, oh, that's awesome. So he's got ties with uh, Sam Raimi's production and you know, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was also assistant director for the 2007 film 30 Days of Night, um, assistant director for 1993's The Piano. So he's done television, he's done film, he's done a lot of Power Rangers. You know we doing Power Rangers. Uh, I mean, uh, I'm looking at his uh, looking at his IMDb page. He starts in Ninja Storm, yep. and I think he does every season after that. Or I think no, he missed. He skips the Samurai seasons. Yep, he didn't. Mega Force, Dino Charge, Ninja. Yes, yeah, he's done a lot. Yep. So he's very well known in the Power Rangers universe as, as a director. So I wanted to mention him there. As go on. 
we jump into the episode, I do want to bring up, we talked about Douglas Sloan last episode, and he wrote this episode again like he wrote episode one of uh, this, the show. I also, when looking at his uh, stuff again, found out, and I don't think we mentioned this, but yell at me if we did, he was an executive producer um, for seasons three through eight of the DreamWorks Dragons TV show on Netflix. Oh. Huh. Yeah, he was an EP on that. Huh. That is interesting. Uh, oh, here and he wrote some episodes. Uh, oh. Episode. Oh. What do we get? Yeah, so he, he uh, a lot of episodes, actually. A lot of episodes for DreamWorks Dragons TV show on Netflix. So, if you are a fan of that show, which I've never seen it, but I like the, the How to Train Your Dragons movies, so I might watch it at some Okay, directing this, directing that. What's with the writer? Yeah, Dragons, DreamWorks, yep. I've noticed he's written a lot of... There's a couple... There's a Nickelodeon movie I just saw here from 2010, The Boy Who Cried Werewolf. Ooh, Nikki Deuce, uh, co-writer on that one. Yep, and a bunch of Disney Channel movies. Oh my god. Motocrossed. Johnny Tsunami. He wrote... I think we talked about Johnny Tsunami, didn't we? I don't think so. I think we just mentioned that he worked for Disney first. I don't think we mentioned specifically what he did. I think yeah. so, because I think I didn't. I didn't realize that. And he also wrote forty episodes of RoboCop Alpha Commando. Oh my god! Episode of The Incredible. Episode of The Incredible Hulk. Uh, Susie Q. I mean, this guy's been. This guy goes back to Mighty Morphin. Oh yeah, he directed all the way to Mighty Morphin, and actually he. Funny enough, he actually directed a few episodes of Beetleborgs. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he directed a couple episodes of Beetleborgs, and he directed three episodes of Mighty Morphin, but he wrote 21 of Mighty Morphin. Right. So, like, even outside of the directing world, he's been writing these episodes uh, for a very long time. So if I'm, I'm looking at his IMDb page right now. It looks like he wrote 20... Oh, God. 22... 26... Six plus thirteen plus thirteen. He wrote fifty-two episodes of DreamWorks Dragons series. Ah. So I mean, he's been working on that a lot, apparently. Well, that's uh, that was his most recent thing. Yeah, uh, still working today. So, same with Charlie. So, um, so there's always a life after Rangers. Yes. Well. Princess Protection Pro He produced Minutemen? Yeah. I mean, those are more my age. Right. When I was really young, but I remember Minutemen very well. Uh, Minutemen was an awesome movie. I don't know if Oh, and he produced Starstruck? Okay, I'm going to leave this alone now. Gonna... <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll just say that both. Prominent career at Disney. Yes, for sure. Um, so let's actually talk about the episode Wave Goodbye. Yeah. So, first thing I noted was that the theme song is still amazing. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's such a banger. So good. Uh, I was singing along. You were singing along. Yeah. It's, uh, it's really good. And you, uh, you see some stuff in there in that, in that, uh, in that theme, like, uh, theme song you see in, like, the, uh, the video, the theme video see some stuff in there and I was like when are we going to get a certain thing from this video because I'm pretty sure it happens pretty early on and it does because it happens in this episode <laughs> uh, but yeah so after the theme song we open up and we are in the cyberspace oh we get introduced to the cyberspace cafe which is pretty much like the juice bar from the original series right it's right like Right, it's Haley's Cyberspace, as it's called, and you get introduced to Haley Zit Zik Ziktor. Like, wow, Ziktor is her last name, but we call her Haley because she's the owner of the place and she knows everything. My God, where did you get all this information from? I I think I know. <laughs> I think I know where she gets the information from, and I think we find out next episode. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, so we get introduced to her right away. Because uh, um, so yeah, uh, Connor and Kira uh, meet Ethan there, 
and we get to see a bit of the place that's actually like a nerd heaven basically all the computer yeah, it's, re- it's really cool <laughs> it's a really cool place yeah it's got like a bar for drinks and you got the you know tables for computers and you got arcade cabinets in the corner it's like holy cr- music, holy awesome. crap yeah. orange juice and glass bottles Haley asked uh, Kira what she wanted to drink and Kira said orange juice which okay but uh, it came in like a beer bottle or like a I mean it looked more like a beer bottle than like a soda bottle or soda it was glass bottle to me right and then she said apple juice actually did she apple juice or she said orange juice I just apple I remember it specifically it was you're apple right. you're totally right you're totally right <laughs> yeah I swear to god she brought her orange juice it looked orange actually yeah and that's why he said it <laughs> But, no, she would, like, go... She'll walk to the right, and then she'll come around to the left on the other side. It's like, is there, like, a walking... Yeah, like, a back way? Another, there's gotta be two ways in, right? Yeah, like, she came out of nowhere. Like, she's like, oh, hi, this is, oh, you're calling every night. Like, she, she just, like, knows everything about them, and just, like... And she helps people out. She's mysterious. Very much so. Uh, I appreciated in the beginning here, Ethan and Connor aren't super primary colored. For the beginning, um, Ethan was wearing like a shirt that had blue stripes on it, and but Connor was wearing like a white shirt with red accents to it. But um, Kira was just like, well, of course, a yellow shirt. But I did appreciate that it was a little toned down uh, for the beginning, at least. That changes. I think I counted three costume changes uh, for some of them. I think uh. Kira wears the same thing the whole way through, but. I think Connor switches twice and Ethan switches once. Hmm. Stupid little details I picked up on. Of course, like you do. Um, so, um. Do you have anything else from the cyberspace? So, hate. We're gonna go back there, but that intro. We will, but hate. Uh, we need to establish as Haley sets up a lot of things for they them. Defined, they defined Kira by the singing there, though. Yeah. So Haley sets up her and her band to sing later that day, or actually no, because it's weird because it doesn't place, take place in day. It takes because didn't she say it was like, you come over here at the end of the week or something on Friday? It was weird. I heard, I thought I heard something like that. Unless I'm really hallucinating on when she said the band could play, but then uh, I, I, did they say when or did they just say we'll get you to play? It? You know, actually, you know what? Fuck it. Time time passage and. This show is going to be an issue. Fuck it, Sean. I'm going to actually go watch the episode again really quick. (laughs) I'm going to do this for the podcast, actually. So, yeah. How about this Friday, you and your band play here? That's what she said. This Friday. Okay, well. This Friday. So, I don't even know what day it is. So. Also, just real quick. uh, I also look back. It's not apple juice. Uh, She doesn't say what it is, but that's definitely not apple juice. Well. (laughs) Right. Anyways. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. That's good. Um, so I thought that was interesting. And then Haley sets uh, Connor up to play Thor the Wave Wave, which I think is the, the yeah the the higher up team, like the national. I don't know. It was like a professional soccer team, to say the least. Um, so, and that's what they said at tryouts, like. Because uh, one of the um, assistants to the coach was like, "Who?" or the coach is like, who's that kid? And he's like, it's the high schooler playing for the local team. So, okay, okay. yeah. Because uh, she's got connections, so. She does have connections. Um, so, after that, we cut to Nesagog's fortress. And um, it was just, it was just a little scene... But what I wanted to pick up on is the Mesagog suit actor has some really good physicality. Just it's his movements. Mm-hmm. Oh yes, yes, and uh, like in between um, our recordings of episode one and two, I actually showed Sean. Yes, I, I found I found a picture of the actor without the uh, makeup. Yeah, it's on the Twitter account if you guys follow us. I did retweet that, so yes, it was pretty cool seeing the actor without the makeup. It has actually real effect makeup for his face. It was like, holy shit, man. Yeah. Yeah. So, and you look up close in in that particular scene, you see, like, the makeup, and I was like, holy shit, it's, like, real, not, like, uh, anything else. Um, he talks. I just love him so much. (laughs) 
Yeah, he's definitely a really cool villain. Uh, I really enjoyed, I really enjoy him so far as a uh, as the big bad guy. Um. After after Mesogon's Fortress, after that we we kind of cut to. Uh, well, what we what we, we what we what we didn't mention before the swipe to the hideout was Ethan gets a call from Oliver to go meet him in the woods. Oh, yes. To go meet him in the woods. Yeah. So, um, that does lead into going from the lair to back to the woods, and you see Tommy and Ethan. Um, Real quick, before we go back to the forest, we, we do go to Connor at soccer practice. Uh, and oh, that's right, that's right. Uh, Connor's totally showing Oh yeah. And I forgot this season, and I'm pretty sure this is a recurring thing. We've seen it last episode and this one, uh, in the, one of the first two episodes in this one. The season has some extreme soccer shots, like close up of Connor playing soccer. I know like Ninja Storm has extreme motocross shots a lot, like they do a lot of motocross racing in Ninja Storm. This one is soccer. I think I'm pretty sure that that's going to be a recurring theme throughout the season. Is some extreme shots of Connor playing soccer. Mm-hmm. Um, what I did notice actually is the coach and some of the um, team behind there is actually they have a New Zealand accent. Oh yeah. So you can you not, can not even trying to hide it. No, they're not even trying it. Like that's one of the things you should note when, like it was like interesting hearing that. I was like, what? <sighs> And uh, speaking of New Zealand accents coming out, uh, one thing that will happen throughout the entire season, uh, Connor's actor really slips up a lot, as far as I can remember from the show. Uh, yeah. You're going to hear the, Engl- the New Zealand come out, accent come out of him quite a bit. And that's with most native like yeah. actors, not Americans, so they'll kind of try their accent, but they'll native link, a native accent will slip out sometimes, like... One of the most notable actors outside of Power Rangers is um, Charlie Hunnam. He's a like a yeah. a British actor or something, and his accent slips out or whatever. So it's common. It's it's common. Yeah, so it's common. So uh, yeah, that's definitely worth mentioning. Uh, so yes, and I do have had the episode on mute. Actually, I'm just scrolling through it as we we're talking. So um, Charlie Hunnam's on in Suicide Squad. I'm sorry, I meant. Triple- Yes, that, that's. Yes. Um, so then, yes, uh, using his <laughs> powers for soccer skills. My God, Connor! Like you see him, <laughs> like you see him kick a ball, and he's like doing a kick flip, and he's boom right into the goal. It's it's insane. So then we cut to the forest, and you see uh, Ethan and Tommy Oliver, and they talk about Dino eggs. Yeah, he said. Yeah, he said that uh, when the island exploded, all the shit ex- like expanded elsewhere around the area. So they're gonna be searching and finding things like this all the time. Yeah. Their power creep that they do throughout the season. That's kind of the explanation. So yeah, so they put the eggs into a backpack, and guess who shows up? <laughs> uh, Anna and Elsa. <laughs> there was that joke because I realized that Elsa I didn't realize her name was Elsa so I kind of make Frozen joke there at that point but Elsa shows up like I want to get those eggs and also on the uh, dino dr- drones come in to get the backpack and this guy is like creeping up from behind just like just like grabbing the backpack <laughs> it was so funny like the one poor guy who has to go around back he's like but what if I need your guys' help you're gonna be all the way and they're like, don't worry about it. It's only a Power Ranger and an ex-Power Ranger. You'll be fine. Are you, are you sure? And he's they're like, yeah, dude, it's going to be good. It's like the scene from the uh, the pilot, the, the first episode, when the, the goalie is like, but I heard Principal Randall is like, and, you know, Connor's like, don't worry about it. I, like, that's what that was. You know, that's what I imagine happened. <laughs> yeah, so they get into a, a civilian fight with the Tyrannodrones. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Starts out Ethan and Tommy doing their thing. It's really good. And then they uh, they call in Connor and Kiro to come in as backup to fight. Get our first morph sequence of the episode. We actually got two this episode. Which was, uh, 
Right. Yep. Yep. Um, Connor has to skip out on the tryouts to come and help. Kira's just walking down some road, some back alley. Some. Yeah, I think she, I think she's getting ready for a gig later on in the. Okay, so it was it was like in an alley somewhere, and it probably behind cyberspace or something so uh, that would make sense uh, yeah 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 maybe yeah that's how, that's, how, that's how I was thinking so they come in they morph and they start to fight the Trana drones yeah and it's a pretty good fight they're doing one liners uh, yes yes all three of them have one liners for like cause you know what the Super Sentai footage they're cutting to for the fighting scenes and you gotta have like a voiceover for the, those scenes and I was thinking god you really have to do it with one liners like <laughs> Uh, None of them were good. Yeah, uh, Kira's was the worst of the three. I, I can't. I know. I know. Ethan said, "Get out of my face." Yeah. I, I, Kira was like, I don't know what she said, but it wasn't even good. It was a bad one. It was like it was really, really bad. Wait, give me a second. I'm actually watching the episode. Hold on. Um, damn it. No, sorry. Way back. It should have been. Um, I will let you know what the quote was because I have to be precise with this for you guys because we love to go on the details. Um, so yeah, they they have all their weapons. They pull out the staff, the uh, shield. Yeah, and the little daggers. Uh, yep. Connor says, "I'm over you," and he actually does like. A staff oh, puts the staff down and starts to like kick one in the into lift in the air. Um, I know Ethan says, "Get out of my face." What does Kira say? I'm actually on this playthrough, doing like a play by play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm doing the play by play for you guys. Uh, out of my face, yep. Yeah, out of my face. Kicks him away. Does kicks. Slashes them with a shield. Jumps. Kicks. Pow, pow, and they all, and every time they hit, like, hit the drones, they explode and sparks explode. Yep, sparks explode. I'm in it to win it. That's what it was. <laughs> I'm in it to. That was bad. That was really bad. Uh, but worse than that, in that fight, Tommy gets tasked with fighting the the two bosses. Yeah, that's that's. Really? Yeah, they. Yeah, he gets going up. Against the two of them, yeah, Elsa and oh man, yeah. Like uh, they can take the Tyrannodrons when they're unmorphed. They can't take Elsa and Zeltrax when they're unmorphed. So I'm, how come? How come when they morph, they keep fighting the Tyrannodrons, but Tommy has to fight Elsa and Zeltrax unmorphed by himself? Well, Tommy is has experience. He's the mentor of the group. You don't know that. They don't know he's a ranger, or he was a ranger, you know? It's I true. Know, I, I, I understand why, because something else I was alluded to here when they beat them is, uh, well, first of all, I saw something that I think might be a plot throughout the series. When Elsa went down first, Zeltrax was like, you okay? I think, uh, I think Zeltrax has uh, oh, uh, for Elsa. Oh, yeah, you can totally tell. Yeah, he goes straight, like, he stops fighting because she gets hurt. Her, and then also, something I noticed, Elsa snapped at the rangers, but Zeltrax's focus was exclusively on Tommy. Right. Which is why I believe that Zeltrax would go for Tommy, but I don't, I don't, I, I still think it's kind of silly that the rangers were like, leave our middle-aged science teacher to fight the big threats, and we'll take care of the drones. <laughs> like... And it's always just weird how they just disappear out of nowhere, just in the middle, just like, oh, we're done. We'll see you next time. Like, it's kind of like... Yeah. <laughs> Team Rocket's blasting off again. Yeah. Um, yeah, so they leave. Uh, Con Connor goes back to the soccer field to talk to the coach about the tryouts, and you can still hear the coach's New Zealand accent, and... And, uh... He's like, you're a D, a D and F. Did not finish. Yes. I thought did it was, not finish his tryout. He left. Yes, and uh, and this this whole episode basically is about Connor because this is a big yeah, thing. It's a definitely. It's a. It is. It's because after this, he's just like thinking about whether he wants to stay a ranger or 
have somebody else come in to replace him because he wants to focus on soccer. And you know what? I thought the arc worked, to be honest. I really enjoyed Connor's arc in this episode. Uh, just to talk broadly for a second before mm-hmm. we continue on the deeper analysis. Yep. Something that's going to pop up throughout the series is when we're doing these Monster of the Week episodes, they're definitely usually broken up into being about one ranger specifically or two rangers specifically. You know? Right. It's usually a either red, blue, yeah, or it's either a Connor episode, an Ethan episode, or a Kira episode. You know? Uh, they don't do a whole lot of, like... It's not very often, unless it's a multi-parter, that we get a bunch of character development for all three rangers. You know, usually they do one episode for each character. Right. And this one was about him deciding if he wants to be a ranger. You know, uh, and I thought I thought the arc that happened uh, worked worked pretty well. Indeed. Um, getting back into it, uh, then Connor meets a little girl on the soccer field kicking a ball to him and saying, "Kick it." He kicks it back, and he's like, nice stop. And the mother and the kid just runs off. Which, it hasn't... This is a nice little setup for what happens later in the episode. Definitely. Um, yeah, and it, very much a nice touch. Um, so after that... We cut back to... We cut back to Haley Cyberspace with Ethan and Kira. And we did not expect this to come, but guess who pops up here? Our introduction to... Well, a character that is unimportant for now, but his name is Trent. Yes. Uh, so do you just want to call him what he is. Or no, do you want we we will we know who he is. We will talk about him when it, when his like big appearance comes in. But this is we're we're introduced to him here because he's the new student just moved from here last week, and he's here. And he's here to talk to Haley about getting some help or opportunity or something. And you realize that he gets a job there at Haley's as a waiter. So It's interesting because I definitely thought we weren't going to see him for at least another two episodes. Uh, because the next... I mean, the next two episodes uh, are the, the Black Ranger arc, pretty much. We're going to get the Black Ranger by the end of the next two episodes. I I feel comfortable saying that because of what happened at the end of this one. But I thought we were going to do the Black Ranger stuff, and then we would meet Trent. But right. we met him before, and I'm okay with that. I'm okay with characters being introduced earlier mm-hmm. uh, than the story, so we can get some development on them. And uh, one thing that was introduced was a uh, possible, you know, Kira might be... She found uh, Trent a little attractive. I wish she thought it- he was a I was just gonna say that because he's just she's all flustered and all quiet. Like, why is she not talking? And it's like, and then Ethan comes up with the the quip. She doesn't. Oh yeah. She doesn't talk. We've been trying for years, and but we just can't get through. Yeah, sometimes Ethan is really funny. Uh, uh-huh. Not all the time, but sometimes. I, so far, I think in the show, Ethan has had the best quips. Oh yeah. It may give us a chuckle at least for that. Um, uh, Connor shows up after Trent starts working, and he's all mad that, uh, you know, he, he, he wasn't able to um, he, he wasn't able to make the soccer team because he had to leave to help the Rangers. And I noticed now that because of uh, you know the, the jersey he was wearing, Connor, this is Connor's first outfit change, and he has abandoned the ambiguity, and he is just wearing a red shirt. Well, yeah, that he's he just came straight from the field apparently, and he's and when we were like talking about the, the little red soccer ball he has in his hand. Yeah, he's got a mini soccer ball in his hand. I don't understand the point of that, but <laughs> we're just looking. He's like, "What is that? A red? Is that like a dodgeball or something?" It's like a dodgeball because you couldn't see the patterns. Yeah, I, and know. I saw the patterns eventually. Yeah. Like you pointed them out, and uh, yeah, I thought that was interesting. Connor was. Connor is upset. Uh, he wants to talk to, ta- to Dr. Oliver and the other two say that he's busy. And Connor, you know, rightfully responds that he was busy too earlier and he did something for the team. Right. You know, like, uh, and I, you know, you understand where his frustration is coming from. So then we cut to the uh, uh, 
the underground lair of the rangers, basically. Tommy's lab, yeah, it makes sense. Uh, it makes sense for me because it's just it's a weird place, but it's a basically. So Tommy is on. There, there you go. Ranger cave, perfect. Um, Ranger cave, indeed, because it is like Batman after all, as we mentioned previously. <laughs> Check the first episode if you haven't heard already. I don't know why you're listening to this one first. Um, yeah, so Tommy is working on the project with the eggs, and they hatched, and he's training, um, something. something. We don't, we don't, yeah, you see glimpses of, you know, things getting swapped around with Tommy, you know, being thrown around across the darn cave. Flying <laughs> around, everything's getting thrown all around, the, uh, the yeah. boxes flying, and it's boxes. A- I, I think there's like a couple like ta- I think the tails are flaying on the, whatever he's training like there's a blue one I saw there was a red one actually let me before we go on the thing I've noticed here did you notice the transitions between scenes the transitions are the zords you know you see like, oh yes I did notice that yes. those those wipes are not like yeah. Star Wars wipes but now they're just like they're like with the, yeah the zords coming in like ah next scene yeah like I think the the Tyrannosaurus. Uh, I think that's the main one that does it. Tail. Yeah, and he just goes to the next scene. I thought I noticed that this time around. I don't know if it was in the previous. I didn't it either. So. Yeah, and the red one pops, and so it was, he's like, oh, and then he gets like flung, and he's like covered in like this goo, like slime, yeah, as their mucus type thing. I mean, because it came from an egg, maybe it's like slime. From whatever was in the egg. Like. It, yeah, I don't know. It's weird with these, like, because this is like di- dinosaur DNA mixed with technology. So it's like, are they like more organic? Is it or is it organic inside, or is it like robotic? It's weird how these eggs work is and. It covered in oil, but no, because when Ethan. It's w- oil, like it's the, white. It's like white and it's weird, and slimy. So it's it makes you think about the concept of these like um, what these things are. What these things are. Which might be a dangerous lineup. I I know. I don't think we're ever gonna find the no. come to a conclusion. <laughs> Not even close. It's just gonna be like thinking about the end of Inception, but forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and then also, uh, pretty much. Connor is there to tell Tommy that he's thinking about quitting because he wants to be the soccer star. He wants to play soccer. And he can't do that if he has to keep running away from soccer to be a ranger. Yeah, for the- I think this was the first hint we got at Tommy's past in the episode. Where Tommy says that he understands and that he's been there. Which is a reference to when Tommy was a ranger and he had to make the same sort of difficult choices. Right. Exactly. And I really, I really enjoyed, I think, Tommy was an interesting it's an interesting uh position for tommy to be in because he does understand more so than any other mentor really would yeah it was a the character development in the show so far is actually building on the past like i said uh with tommy's previous seasons so this yeah this season so far is definitely there's a lot of themes of dealing with the past in terms of not just uh tommy's past as a ranger but also, this is all pretty much spawned from what Tommy did with Anton Mercer on that island. You know? The, the mistakes were spawned there. Mm-hmm. So, it's very much about dealing with the past so far. Which is good, because we're talking about dinosaurs. dinosaurs which is <laughs> yes. Um, so, we cut back t- to the evil lair of Mesagog. Yeah. Um, he's like... Uh, if Tommy trains those creatures to fight, he'll use them against us. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he made a weird scene. Oh, no, no, no. We'll get to it. We'll, we'll get to it. Because, okay, okay I'm, I'm watching the scene, too. Like I said, we're doing the play-by-play for you guys. Um, he's talking about, like, you know, Tommy Oliver, and he's like, you know, initiate the Geno Randomizer. This... Yes, which is the device that's going to give us our monsters of the... Yes. So you see the uh, Geno randomizer in work, and you, Elsa walks up to this console. There's like three, like, 
tall glass beakers and has like a liquid within and it starts to randomize you know genes as it's called uh dna code entering it in engaging the red one there's a yellow one and there's just and, there, and inside the tubes there's like uh oh my god if you pause at the right moment you see like a weird like dino alien in the tubes yeah, it's like has like a, a long tail, but it's like a dinosaur body, like the hind legs and a face. <laughs> Especially in the yellow tube, you see closely if you pause it step by step. But yeah, the uh, genetic mutation is complete, and we get our first glance at our first monster of the week, which, um, according to Ranger Wiki, as uh, as I'm using the source here for you guys. They, it is a creature called Bird Brain. Yes, it's never actually named on screen, but that is what the fandom has collectively dubbed it, it seems. I'm pretty sure Ethan calls it Bird Brain at some point in the episode. Probably, and he has a whole article on Ranger Wiki, actually. Um, talks about the episode itself, the personality. This monster was cold, cunning, and will stop at nothing to destroy the Power Rangers. <laughs> Power Rangers. Uh, and it, I don't know if this monster was cold and cunning. <laughs> no, this is actually really good. This is really good. I'm talking about this with you because this is how whoever wrote this article for Ranger Wiki says uh, powers and abilities. There's like strength or ability, leaper, flight, agility, arsenal's arm blade, bird laser gun, club blaster. What the fuck? I will, I, I will read more about this once we get to the fight between the rangers. I think I'll read this actually for you so you react to it. Um, it's actually pretty interesting to see what they say. Um, so yeah, so we get introduced to Bird Brain. He, okay, let's describe what he looks like as, because uh, you can pause him. He's got, he's like a robotic dino bird in a way. His, his, his left side is like... Uh, robotic with two eyes and it's silver the other side is black but it has like a red laser eye and he's covered there's some spots of green and there's black and blue and he's got like it's a very weird looking bird the feathers kind of remind me of like <sighs> yes oh so so here he's so he's like mm, mm. and then a mess guy's like excellent he goes ah yeah it's super <laughs> and he like tilts his head it was very uncomfortable but I, I think that was a slight miss because it just made me laugh it made me laugh too he's like ah like he's like, like earlier on a lot of the time when Messagog is moving it's creepy and unnerving in the way but that was that was a miss I think. that was a that was a goofy move oh, I love that so much uh, so it swipes to the soccer field uh, and Connor's kicking balls, and the coach comes back to talk to him, and his, so Connor's teacher, which would be Tommy, you know, Tommy called in the coach to talk about it was his fault for leaving tryouts early, and the coach is actually maybe possibly giving them another chance to try for the pro team. That's basically what the scene leads up to. Um... But he says, you know, if you're going to do this, you got to leave everything else behind. You know, and this that, has got to be your life. Yeah, and he said he will, but this will kind of change a little bit later on in the episode, which... Another, another seven... A lot of episodes left with Connor. <laughs> yeah. Um, Ethan and Kira pops up to talk. Um, he apologizes to them. Uh, I don't have I, I don't have anything until the monster attacks them all. I don't. Okay, so yes, here we go. We cut back to the ranger cave, and Tommy's looking at his screen, and you see like civilian footage, or he's got like cam footage of cameras of the city of the city. Yep, and you see bird brain popping up. So uh, he's on his like little keyboard, and he's like, I gotta call up the rangers. <laughs> And uh, he's like, guys, we have a situation. And on the screen, you see the little girl from before crawl underneath a table to go cover. And you see the dino drones there attacking. 
And uh, there's a monster tech. Yes, we do. The second one of the episode. But yeah, he's like, Connor's like, yep, okay, I'll do it, but this is the last time. And they yeah. and then they morph. Yeah, so they morph, and then they go to the abandoned warehouse district where, you know, the monster drew them out by attacking them all and decided, you know what, we'll go fight in the abandoned warehouse district for a while, and then we'll go back to the mall after that. Right, and yeah. What I, I think that is, is I think the abandoned warehouse district stuff is from the Sentai. Mm-hmm. I think when they go back to the mall, that was filmed. I think that's the new footage. Yes, um, that's what our uh, theory is, because, uh, mind you, we have not seen the original Super Sentai footage of this show, so, uh, boy, if, if we were really super fans of this show, we would, like, compare both. <laughs> like, in this... In this? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll consider watching a couple episodes of the Sentai at some point, but, like, if we wanted to do a, like, a comparison <laughs> thing, but I'm not gonna go you see, the differences between these episodes is that the arts are slightly different because of the translations. You see, what, what they translated here is actually not that. Uh, okay. Okay. So yeah, because uh, as we were because uh, we watched the episode together, so we were like watching it, and it's like, wait, they're in the warehouse. Just like what? It's like, dude, he drew the monster out first to the warehouse district, and then he flew away. You know. Uh, to go to the mall, and that's where the American shot goes. And he's like, oh, that makes sense, okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, I figured that it was, that it was, uh, different footage. I of just, course. I, uh, I did it for the bit where I was like, why are we in the warehouse district now? Okay, so they are fighting bird brain. So you, you want me to read the powers and abilities of bird brain right now? What's your bird brain's powers and abilities? Okay, so strength is the first one. Despite being one of Mesogog's first monsters, this monster had a great deal of strength, being able to easily match, easily outmatch all three rangers in battle. A single blow to Kira's middle from his blaster knocked her out, and he was easily able to deflect Connor and Ethan when they grabbed his blaster. That also happened. By ramming them with his blaster, he could sent the duo flying in a single hit. Wait, wait. Are you reading this? Yes, I'm reading verbatim. Verbatim. Sent them. He could scent the duo flying in a single hit. Yeah, that's this is the wording from the article on Ranger Wiki. Uh, he was able to outmuscle Kira when she grabbed his blaster, and a single kick sent her flying to the ground. Durability. It's the second one. Despite being the first. Despite being the first Mesogon monsters, this monster has very thick skin that can take some powerful hits, a kick, and a number of punches from Kida. Kida. After, after he knocked down Connor and Ethan, did nothing to phase him. A blaster from Ethan's Thundermax blaster and one from Connor's own, own merely made him stumble back. He was able to plummet from the height of a building and land on concrete without hurting himself. Energized slashes from Kira's terror grips only knocked him back, whilst energized strike from Connor's ta- ta- Tyranno staff seemed to do nothing, and blast from Ethan's Tyranno Tra- <laughs> Shield. Tyranno yep. Just knocked him back. When enlarged, he was struck multiple times by the Thundersaurus Megazord's Terra Rang, but only cringed in pain. <laughs> pain. Uh, he's like extraordinary leaper. The monster can leap at a critical distance. What is he, Superman now? Flight being a bird time mos- monster. The monster can. Mo- bird type monster? What is this fucking Pokemon? <laughs> Fly and hide some. Bird- Birdman is a bird, is a flying normal type. So what that means. <laughs> Don't let it. Don't. Uh, what it means is use it against fighting types. You can fly fast enough to outrace the down rangers on foot, but they caught up with him on their own. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that word yet because they have not revealed it. This is. This is uh, I'm keeping this a secret unless you're watching the episode with us. Um, anyways, agility along with flight. The monster is very agile with flying. 
he was easily able to dodge a car in a building with just a few seconds to spare. Arsenal. In his arsenal, a arm blade, even without his blaster, Bird Brain has a blade on his right wrist to aid him in combat. Bird laser gun. This monster carries a laser gun and has two usage when in combat. Club. It can. He can use his laser gun in a similar manner of a club. <laughs> whack whack. Whack people with his gun. Blaster. He can. It can also be mounted on his right shoulder and act as a laser cannon that can fight red energy lasers like the Predator. <laughs> Yeah, dude, I think this guy's got it. I don't see how this guy could possibly lose. Wait, he did? Okay, never mind. Uh, uh, so, yes. Um, yeah, he did mention that uh, this monster was not named on screen, so it was just a common thing like, oh, bird brain, go for it. And we actually don't know who the voice of bird brain is, so that's the mystery now. we got to find the guy who voiced bird brain. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. Nobody's gonna get that. No, no. That's for us. That no. one's for us. Yes, it is. Okay, so yeah, here we go. Yeah, so we see the Rangers fighting Bird Brain, and uh, like like wait, like I mentioned. Oh no, Ethan does say Bird Brain on the sh on the as a nickname. Like, hey, Bird Brain. So that must, so he names it. You know. Yeah. So. Mr. never calls it Bird Brain. No. So yeah. so maybe um. Oh, I'm thinking of somebody else. I was thinking of a different show. I, I used to remember watching, uh, what is it, the 2012 Ninja Turtles? And Michelangelo would be, like, naming the, the bad guys are fighting. And he'd be like, we're fighting so-and-so, I'll call him this. And I was like, and maybe in the Power Rangers, one of the Rangers will, like, name all the monsters. I bet, I bet Ethan will be the nickname guy. Uh, kind of like Sokka in Avatar. Yeah. Shocky, shocky, boom, man. <laughs> um, let's see. <laughs> shocky, boom, man. <laughs> shocky, shocky, boom, man. Okay, so, uh, yeah, Bird Brain runs off, uh, but Tommy says, oh, we, like, we can't catch up to him. Tommy says, you can. <laughs> and we are introduced to the Raptor Raider Riders. Right, Raiders. Wow. wow. Raptor Riders. These things are awesome. <laughs> yes, okay. The Raptor... Yes. Yes, the riders to ride them. Okay, so the thing I noticed Ethan's is named Blue. <laughs> nice. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I was so, worried that one might not go over. No, no, I I know I know what the you get it. The reference was to Jurassic World where one of the raptors is named Blue. Anyways. Okay. Continue. So, what I noticed is it's a blend of CGI footage of the riders. And then I think it's a Super Sentai footage you cut to, and they're like on like the riders. So, no, like if you pause, like there's one moment, like you pause between the CGI and there's a moment, like the clips, they show Super Sentai footage, and it's like they're on the riders, but the necks are like rubber. It's like. Oh, oh so you think there's suit costumes, maybe? Yes, you can tell. You can. You cut from suit costumes to CGI. It's like maybe it's not a suit costume, but it's like a like a a plush maybe a plush rubber head, and they're like holding onto it like ha ha giddy up. <laughs> yeah. Or 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 maybe just one of those like um, animatronics maybe. Yeah, maybe one of those like electronic bull things that like. Yeah, but oh my god, the CGI for 2004, oh my god, 2004 CGI, oh my god, but yeah, they start uh, riding, they're jumping cars, and then we cut back to the mall, uh, with the little girl hiding from the dino drone, tranodrones. Yeah. We continue the fight, this is where we see that bird brain is, their weapons are pretty much ineffectual, they're going at him one at a time with their weapons, and then they decide... Yes. They formed the Z-Rex blaster, and they fuck that dude up with it. They blast him to smithereens. And it was done, right, Mike? That was it. Right, but you seem to, like, cut up the portion where Connor saved a little girl from the drones. And it's like, oh, oh yeah, you're, you're all safe now. 
and he gives like a thumbs up to her and it's like so because like I said we mentioned it before we're you know yeah. cutting back to the little girl like sets up something I thinking of the hug I th- I, I'd, I'd forgotten about the, uh, the yep. interaction during the fight I was thinking there's a hug later on but, yes uh, yes there isn't that interaction during the fight between yep them. okay then yes no they're not done yet because after the Z-Blaster the mess guy's like I'll just do this myself um, hold on, wait, I'm actually gonna cut to it. What, did, what is he? Sup, he brings out. God damn, where the heck it, did it go? Okay, once I do everything myself, and he engages activating the Hydro Regenerator, which for this season makes the monster grow. Hydro Regenerator is the term they're using. And it shoots up a black cloud, rain comes down, and it rehydrates the uh, monster into a 30-foot monster. Well, 30-story. Thank you. Thank you. There's a bit of a difference. Yes, it is. Uh, thank, thank you. This is where we get the second reference that I picked up on to yes. the past. Which is, they, you know, they radio, the rangers radio Tommy, and they're like, Hey, we got a problem. Uh, Fugger's big now. Uh, well, they don't say that. They say, we got a problem, and Oliver says... Is it have anything to do with the thirty-story monster, which is like a nod to? Yeah, he uh, he did it. He's like, let me guess, it got big, and it's like, yeah, he knows that because he used to be a ranger and he used to deal with uh, them getting big. Yes. And at that point, he sends the Zords to them. They pretty quickly form the Megazord, and we actually got a new move in the Megazord fight, which was alluded to uh, when we were reading the abilities of the monster of the week, Furbrand. Uh, yep. They like detached part of the pterosaur from the megazord and used it like a boomerang yes the uh very cool yes that was very cool i thought that was a nice touch uh a little different for the fights at least but uh of course they're infinite night this time no it's not i know we talked about this we're not gonna get some night fights okay that's the only night fight we're gonna have i it's it's gonna be daytime because you know it's the footage from Japan, you know, this is what they do, you know, they, it makes it easier for them to shoot it, and, uh, uh, but their finishing move is always the drill bit right, th- right through them, just like... And the, uh, the theme song started to play. Oh yeah, that's what the cue, when the Zords come in, they'll play the theme song, and that, that guitar riff comes right in, oh man, you start jamming at that fucker so good. It's so good. It's so good, so yes, they, um... Uh, they yep. So they defeat Bird Brain, and the end of this is when the little girl runs up to the Red Ranger uh, and thanks him. Yeah. And uh, actually, one of the errors you can may notice in this scene it oh, yes. is uh, when uh, she says "thank you." Her lips don't match to what she says, so I don't know what she said originally. Uh, so they. They dubbed her saying thank you. So maybe that's the... Probably. The warehouse stuff was the American. And see, this is why we're not super, super fans of Power Rangers and Super Sentai, because we would have, like... Dubbed over the voicing. Maybe that means that... It could be. It could be. I don't know if it's very important for me to be dwelling on this stuff. I don't know either, but you know what? It makes a good episode, but then that's the point. And that's the point where you zoom into the ranger helmet, and it kind of dissolves into Connor's face, and you just like it gets Connor him to think about what his future is for a brief second before commercial break pops up. Yeah. <laughs> and then the end clip, um, they go back to Haley's cyberspace. Trent is uh, serving drinks, and uh, Kira's band is there, and. Connor's there showing up, talking to Ethan. Everybody is now in their primary colors. Yep. Final changes happened. Ethan is now wearing a solid... Yeah. And I think Connor also changed his shirt, so he's now wearing a solid red shirt. But... Yeah, the slight ambiguity we had at the beginning of the episode by the end is completely erased. Uh, yeah, but yeah, yep. Ethan with the blue uh, jacket there. Uh... Connor with a brown leather jacket with a red shirt underneath, and Kira is always dressed in yellow. In that yellow thing. Yep. Uh, but of course, Haley knows everything about what's going on for Christ's sakes. Like, oh, I'm sorry for you not making the team. It's like, 
Yeah. How does she do that? She, Haley knows all, man. Haley knows all, man. Yeah, we'll definitely find out, because I, I, I honestly don't remember what Haley's right. involvement is, so I'm going to be surprised when I find out. Um, but yeah, so... And so, okay, so this end clip here apparently cuts to Friday, because like I said previously, this this is Kira's band performing I can believe that. Freak I, Out. I can believe that Connor, you know, went through it in his head for a bit on whether he wants to stay or not. Yeah. After his encounter with uh, the little girl, and I'll believe that they come back on Friday. It makes it it makes Everybody's sense. Change costumes for the most part, except for Kira. So. But yeah, then we uh, get to hear Kira perform her song "Freak Out." Yes, and I think they're gonna keep doing this throughout the season. I think there's a couple more times we're gonna see her sing throughout the season. And I really like, I really like that, because Kira's singing isn't interesting, in my opinion, in addition to the show, because it's very different from anything else you ever get in Power Rangers, and I think it does a lot to make Kira feel like a, a, a more three-dimensional character. Just getting to actually see her do stuff outside of Power Rangers, or being a Power Ranger. And see, I was trying to think of, like, a, a musician that I could, like, compared to because this is 2004 and it sounds like generic kind of too early yeah, 2000s they, pop they definitely sat down and they were like what do you think kids like and they just listened to a bunch of songs and were like all right put that together it's reminded me of somebody but i, I can't remember now but when i was listening to it I was, I was thinking of a certain artist but all i heard was nelly furtado that's that's the music. She she was the one I I thought of. Uh, Promiscuous girl, uh, say it right. Uh, Man eater. Nelly Furtado. Um, I probably know some of her songs, but. I'm like a bird, only I'll fly away. <laughs> yeah, you don't. I mean, you were like a little kid when that the music and came out, and then oh, you're young, you're young, man. Um, but yeah, she, uh, she is, I don't know if that's the actress's real voice, or they brought in somebody else to perform. I, I, actually, let me look that up really fucking quick here. Uh, I think on Wikipedia it says about soundtracks and stuff for episodes, I believe. Um, yeah, it's a decent song at the end. Um, Tine of Thunder, here we go. I'm not quick enough. You might get it before me. Wait, almost. Let me scroll down. Drum roll, please. Uh, no, it is performed by her. Okay. Alright, it's confirmed. That's her singing, so... Yeah, you know, I, I'm just looking at the notes, and Cassidy at some point called... Um, I don't know if it's happened yet, but just in the notes... Cassidy, I guess, will eventually call Kira the Avril wannabe, you know, Avril Lavigne. Uh, I don't really see it, to be honest. Mm, uh, a little bit. I can actually in see... The looks, uh, in the looks, I see it. Maybe it looks... Mm, I can sort of see it. Um, actually, fun fact for you guys out there, uh, Freak Out, Freak You Out is actually written by Steve Erickson and Paul Garrett. Uh... Ooh, interesting. Let's look up both these uh, writers. Uh, let's see. Steve Erickson, soundtrack and composer. He has written for t two episodes of Dino Thunder. He was a producer for Some Say on Xena Z3 movie. He composed... Fuck Z3? Yeah. That's Steve Erickson. Uh, what about... Oh, Paul Garrett's and I even doesn't have a IMDB thing, so... But Emma... Xenon. Xenon Z3? Yes, that's what I meant to say. Dude, fucking Xenon. Holy <laughs> yeah. shit. Yeah, yeah, uh, Steve. Flashback. <laughs> but yeah, so... Oh my god, okay. Anyways, okay, we're getting close to the end here, folks. Um, so Ethan's like, isn't Tommy supposed to meet us here? And he starts walking up to the cyberspace, and all of a sudden, he gets kidnapped. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. Is, uh pretty good lead into the next episode 
as always. Really quickly, let's go through it. As we always do on this show, we're going to bring you our best moment, our MVP, and our episode rating. This is for, obviously, episode three, Wave Goodbye. Mm-hmm. Let's start with the best moment, and Mike, why don't you go first? What was the best moment of the episode for you? Ah, uh, best moment. Oh my god. Um, da, 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 da. thinking about this, I think the best moment. Uh, I know it's really stupid of me to say this, but I think the best moment was the 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 moment they got their raptor riders and start riding them. I, I totally love that bit where they just hop on, they start riding to chase after Bird Brain. I just love the Raptor Riders. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, for me, I think my I think my favorite moment uh, is the uh, the battle before in the forest with Ethan and Tommy before the other Rangers show up and before they morph. Uh, before a civilian fight, I think is my. Okay. 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 We can do that. Next, we're gonna give you our MVP, and I'll go first for this one. Uh, for me, I think the MVP of this episode was Connor. He had the most to do. Actually, I agree. I actually agree with you. Yeah, it's Connor because it's it's his episode after all. So, so I guess we're gonna kind of give those titles to the character who has the episode to with the story and structure. I think that'll always happen because it might. Me that like it might surprise us. I mean, it might be somebody it else. Might surprise us, but I think that this one specific it, it just worked well. Like, Very much so. Don't work well, but I True. thought that the arc actually worked, which is why he is my MVP of this episode. Yeah, he uh, a lot happened for him, and I actually liked it. So, uh, so very much good. Episode rating. I'll let you go first on this one. Remember, we're going on a one to five scale. Right, I remember now. Yes, I know it's an easy scale. Um, so I'm trying to think because because the previous two episodes, the pilot of this freaking series, the Day of the Dino, was just like phenomenal. So I will tell us what you gave. Uh, Day of the Dino Part One, you said it was a three, okay. Right. And Day of the Dino Part Two, you gave a four, really good. Right. Okay. So for this one, ah. Uh, Ooh, can we... I'm going to try something new here. And please don't yell at me if I say this. Uh, let's try something different here. I'm going to go in between. Can we... I'm going to give this a 3.5. 3.5. 3.5. You have to come up with what that's called. It's in between... Okay... It's in between... It's in between okay and really good. So I guess good. It's good. There we go. It's good. It's, it's our good... It's That's our good rating. A 0.5 for that range is good. For me, this is going to be the first episode that I give a real because I gave the last two both a three. Uh, so I'm going to give this episode a four really good. Okay. And one thing we'll be doing going forward from here, uh, not for this episode, because we just got our first monster, but we're going to be ranking the monsters of... And Bird Brain is number one right now, because <laughs> he's the only one we've got. But, um, yeah, so that's, what we're, that's where we're sitting right now, and I think I think that's all the stuff that I've got for this. Yes. Um, let me double check. Is there anything... I don't know. I want to ask you once again, cause even, even though you just said that, I'm trying to think of any shout-outs to anything last minute. I don't huh. think... Actually, well, I mean, we, we can actually... Let's talk about uh, the two characters they introduced this episode, which we didn't give a full actor shout-out to. Oh, Yes. Yes, let's get the actor names. Because, um... Uh... uh da, 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 da. So, Trent is played by Jeffrey Perrazzo. Yes. And Haley is played by Ismay Johnston. Yes. Um, yes, yes, yes. I just wanted to shout out those particular names. And I will say, just if I remember correctly, we get a clip show next episode. Oh. I think next episode's a clip show. Let's. What is? Uh, let's do like a do a little preview for the next episode. What? Are, so are, what are we gonna be watching next week? 
Uh, next next episode, we're gonna go over episode four, which is Legacy of Power. Um, I'm pretty sure this is a flashback episode. For uh, let me double check the Wikipedia article here. It's this is this is this is actually the 500th episode of Palm Rangers. Oh yeah, no, this is definitely a clip show episode of Tommy. <laughs> don't look too much at it. Don't look too much of it because I don't want to. I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to ruin any surprises. But yeah, that's most. De- if it's the 500th episode, that's definitely a clip show for Tommy. <laughs> yeah, I. Uh, it'll be a nice little refresher on uh, the legacy of the Power Rangers for those who have not watched Power Rangers before. So, I assume next week we're probably going to have a lot more conversation on older shows than current stuff. Probably. We'll probably go... Like I said, we're doing another breakdown like we did for this episode and uh, kind of break it down bit by bit and actually talk about it in full detail. So, uh, But yeah, this has been Into the Grid. You can follow me on Twitter, especially at Mike Mixtape. Actually, you can follow the podcast and all the Twitter adventures that I have not been posting lately, but I'll post some more at uh, Go Into the Grid. On Twitter, Delhi for sure. Where can people find you, Sean? At Sean underscore AFK on Twitter. And that's it. Yep, that's good. We need to get those Twitter followers and we all, you know, and if you want to talk to us, you know, just reply to us, you know, give us feedback, com- comment, and we'll talk back and we'll have a conversation. We'll, we'll love to talk about Dino Thunder with you guys anytime, anywhere, especially on the Twitterverse. Look, if you look at my Twitter account for about five minutes, you'll get a real clear idea of what I'm into. I'll talk about any of it. <laughs> yes, we would love to hear your feedback and your love. Actually, you can listen to this podcast. Uh, we, I am hosting on Anchor, but this podcast of ours is on... Let me double check. I did actually... Wait, wait. I got to double check. I, I, I don't know what I'm, I'm gonna make. I'm gonna scroll back up because I did post a picture here. Because um, I was gonna look on the app, but I'm gonna do it here. All right, do we do this again? Uh, you can listen to this podcast on its host site, Anchor. But we are on av- other available podcast listening sites such as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Bra- Breaker, Pod- oh. Pocket Casts, and oh. and Radio Public. Holy shit! So, I use Pocket Casts. I yeah. can find our podcast? Yes, you can. Hang on, I'm going to do it right now. <laughs> um, I could have gave you a link when I start posting, but... Uh, oh, look at it now. Into the grid. Hang on. Hang on. Oh, I found it! Yep. Yep. Here we are. Subscribed. Yeah. Subscribed to the podcast. <laughs> Yay! Yes, make sure you subscribe rate comment all that good stuff on any podcast listening to uh sites devices that i've mentioned like i said anchor apple Podcasts, google spotify breaker pocket cast and radio public go listen thanks for listening and we'll see you guys on the next episode